Hello everyone and welcome to the Dollars and Cents podcast. This is your host Simara Mo and I want to thank you all f- for those of you who've been listening to my podcast. We've been um, from episode 1 um, up until this episode which is episode 13. I want to thank you all for, for listening and um, thank you all for subscribing. In this episode I just want to talk about what I've learned from one of the greatest investors in history, Ray Dalio who is also the owner and founder of Bridgewater, the largest hedge fund in the world. And I want to talk about what I've learned from reading his his, his book and his articles that he has published on his website about cycles, debt cycles, and, and money in general, and how history repeat itself okay history literally rhymes okay it does not repeat itself but it rhymes so what i've learned is that everything from ray dalio is that everything has cause and effect relationships to them right everything has cause and effect relationship if you look at the economy the economy is made up of markets the markets are made up of individuals making a transaction so when someone wants to buy a good service or financial asset they make a transaction. You they either exchange money or credit for a good, a service, or a financial asset. Many people that do the same tra- transaction form a market. Multiple markets form the economy. So what I've learned from him, if you go on to YouTube, you're going to see you know, 30 minutes on how the economic machine works. So what I've learned is that spending drives economy. So Ray says that spending drives economy. Whenever people are spending money on goods and services, the economy functions well. When people stop spending in the economy, the economy does not function well. So the most important takeaway or the most important thing to understand is that is debt. Okay, there's debt is the most misunderstood component of the economy, yet it is the most important because the economy runs on debt. In our world today, the economy runs on debt. Governments are printing more money than ever before. In and this has occurred many times in history. It has occurred uh, recently in. In the financial crisis of 2008, it has occurred in the Great Depression and in many countries across and around the world. This has, you know, occurred. Governments printing money. Okay, so money, originally money, money is known as a medium of exchange or a store of wealth. Different cultures, the culture around from Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea is made up of so many different tribes and languages we have over 800 plus languages our culture is very very diverse and different and within our culture where i'm from from my own tribe we have different things that we value as money the money came into existence to be known as a store of wealth and a medium of exchange before money there was butter people used to trade goods and services Right. If you have, if I have salt, and if you have um, a banana, or if you produce an apple or clay pots or whatever, and if I want that thing, I have to exchange. 
that was known as bata but it wasn't effective because what if i wanted something but i couldn't you know that person if i want banana but that person wants cocoa but or sweet potato and i don't um sorry sweet potato in our language in papua new guinea we call it cocoa so i had to say cocoa but it's sweet potato if i had sweet potato and someone has apple but i cannot but i want banana so i cannot well i want the i want i want to eat banana so i want to trade for banana i have sweet potato this person wants sweet potato but he cannot trade his apple with me because i don't want to trade with him so money became um people had to place value on something like gold so money became in the form of gold and because gold was cash and it was something regarded as money it could be stored in a bank and so that was it money was originally stored in a bank people created um you know like like checks in like checks like today we have checks right you you write a check and we know that money is in the bank exactly the same concept exactly the same concept so gold was in the bank you would people created money and that money was you could go to the bank and exchange you could get you know if you have one dollar you can go and get one dollar's worth of gold from the bank if you wanted to withdraw your money from the bank so that was usually money the the money that you have the paper money that you have you could actually exchange it for gold in the bank okay because it was more convenient to carry instead of carrying gold around and exchanging it you could actually do that with paper just like checks that's when people started using credit so people started they figured out that oh if i sold money at an interest rate so what is credit credit is when two people have an agreement okay two people have an agreement so someone if i want to buy something i don't have the money for it i make an agreement with that person that i will pay him for that i will pay him on a later date and we can make a transaction so we create an asset and a liability it's his asset because i'm borrowing from him and it's my liability because i am liable i am responsible to pay back that debt so that's exactly how credit is is made right but the tricky thing is that you have an interest rate okay they charge you an interest rate the interest rate is the cost of borrowing that money and and therefore people figured out that they could create more money by lending money but that caused a problem because there was limited supply of gold in the money so if everyone went to withdraw their, their gold from the bank they would find out that oh i have more money i have more assets than there is gold in the bank and that would that would essentially create a lot of problems so what they did was because there was a lot of debt relative or compared to gold in the bank governments had to delink it delink gold from money so now governments have the power and the authority to print as much money as possible and mind you this has occurred throughout history multiple times multiple times in different civilizations but there was money because of credit they had to delink the paper money fiat currency from the gold 
and governments had the power to print a lot of money. Usually when debt cycle occurs when the debt in a country, in an organization, is greater than the income to service that debt. If the income is not enough to pay, pay back the debt, then we have a debt crisis. So governments realized that they could actually print money. Okay. They could print money and pay back those debts. They could bail out organizations, companies, businesses. Governments could actually print money and bail companies and organizations out because they were too big to fail. They, have, they employed thousands and thousands of people. Governments just figured that, wow, we could just print money and monetize those debts. There are four things that governments do during an economic crisis. So an economic crisis is caused when there's too much debt in the system and it cannot be paid back. It cannot be paid back. It occurs every 50 to 70 years in a country. So when there's too much debt and governments cannot pay back, uh, people cannot pay back those debts, it causes an economic crisis. And it, it, has, it starts in the financial sector and it affects the whole economy. When that occurs, when that situation occurs, governments usually what they do is they cut spending. It's called austerity in economics. They cut spending. That's the first move that they do. They cut spending. The second move that governments do apart from cutting spending, when they see that spending does not work because spending is deflationary. When they cut spending, people are not spending in the economy. Like I said, spending drives the economy. When governments cut spending, it causes a deflationary. It causes deflation in the in the country because now the prices of stocks, prices of goods and services, financial assets, real estate, whatever, drops really low, and it's really painful when, because there's not much spending in the economy, prices drop and it causes a lot of suffering in the economy. Governments cannot allow that to happen, so what they do, they try to transfer wealth. So they start taxing the wealthy. The government start actually taxing the wealthy. But that does not work as well because wealthy figure out way to take their money out of the country and they sort of look for ways to evade tax. So taxing wealthy is not, is not um, sustainable. So they try to restructure their that. They write down the value of the, the loan. And the, remember, someone else's loan is, someone else's debt is someone else's liability. Asset is someone else's liability. So once the government cut down someone else's, they write down the value of someone else's loan, it's someone else's assets. So now the assets drop. And remember that people can borrow when the income is at a certain level and the asset is at a certain level. So now the wealthy find out that they are no longer wealthy because their assets have dropped down in value. So that does not work. So governments have to do one last thing. So all these three forces are deflationary. Cutting or spending, transferring wealth by taxing the wealthy and restructuring debt. After they try all these things, they always print money. Print money is inflationary because they print a lot of money and they start spending it in the economy. You see prices of goods, services, stocks start to increase in the economy. So that is actually what happens in an economy when the government 
Um, so those three forces. So those three tools or levers are very important to balance them out. Governments that uh, manage a good deleveraging, a beautiful deleveraging, balance the three deflationary forces by the inflationary force of printing money. It's called quantitative easing. Okay, it's a very um, expensive term uh, in economics and finance, but quantitative easing is basically governments printing money out of thin air to monetize the debt. So those are basically what happens during a deleveraging process, and it takes years and months. And I just wanted to share this with you all. This is what I've learned. I'll go more into that about, you know, the forces that we are seeing, like a rising power challenging an existing power that's the united states the existing established power challenged by the people's republic of china and i'll go more into those details in later episodes and mind you all i learned all this from ray dalio i'll give all the credits to ray dalio and i'll share more in the next episode i want to thank you all for listening i'm outside i'm outdoor and it's raining right now so i have to get back indoors to make record the next podcast again thank you all for listening to the dollars and cents podcast this is your Simaromo. i'm really really thankful and grateful for you all for your attention and for subscribing and for your support i love you all i will try to give as much value as possible to help you all with you know everything like this podcast is meant to actually deliver and give you guys value it's the reason why I'm doing this. I don't want anything. I just want to deliver. I just want to give back and give value and give love to you all. Thank you all for listening. This is Josie Maramo and see you all in the next episode.